This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is Secrets of the Most Productive People, a productivity podcast where we work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company contributing writer and editor Anissa Pubasari Horden, coming to you this week from my closet in Auckland, New Zealand, where I'm on day one of self-isolation. Today, we also have two Fast Company staffers filling in for Kate Davis. Hi, I'm Fast Company assistant editor Pavitra Mohan. And I'm Fast Company staff editor Julia Herbst. So we're tackling a pretty big topic today, and that's about how each of us deal with stress and anxiety. So yeah, I think given the current state of the world right now, we should probably start by outlining the reasons why people might be a little bit more stressed and anxious than they usually are. It's hard to even know where to begin with yes. this, honestly. <laughs> where does I one mean, begin? So we're on, what is it, day eight of self-quarantining currently? I think for, for, for us, yes, we've been working home from home since last Thursday. Yeah, it's... um. I mean, my stress has just been on sort of figuring out where, like, traveling is obviously a stress during this period. Um, I was really stressed that I wasn't going to be able to fly home because I thought the U.S. might might close its borders. And every flight out of Mexico goes through the U.S. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen. But it seemed like, yeah, every New Zealand just closed its borders. So that's probably causing stress of a lot of people who aren't citizens and are stuck here or, you know... People who are visiting, for wanted to visit here for whatever reason, because I hear that apparently it's a popular place for billionaires to hunker down to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they might be stressed about not being able to go to their bunker. But um, it yeah, seems I think like it's... you just made it under the wire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I it, they were they were I would have been fine anyway because the ban because I think they're letting citizens and residents in. But I would imagine that for a lot of people who have to get to places. The fact that you don't really know where you can fly to would be quite stressful, especially if, you know, your work or your like livelihood depends on it. Definitely. Things are just changing so fast. I think it's really overwhelming to feel like you have to keep up with everything that's happening. And then I think also there's just like so much anxiety about how family members are dealing with this and that everybody's taking it very seriously. But that can be hard when you're really spread out, you know to have anxiety about how other family members are doing or friends in different parts of the world. It just feels like there's like a layer of stress that's on top of every conversation or interaction or thing that you normally would just take for granted. I It's also really interesting to me to see the difference between people who are panicking and preparing. Because I feel like there's definitely a difference between just panicking, but then not taking any of the precautions that you need to take. And people who are preparing, but a lot more calm and you know, kind of just rational. And I feel like we're seeing more of the panicking side right now where stress takes over people's brain in a way that they're not always necessarily acting in their best interests because they're just so scared. And you're also seeing like over-preparation as a result of that, which is really just a manifestation of their panic, <laughs> aka <laughs> buying way too much toilet paper uh, and such things. Yeah. I do want to know what everyone's going to do with all of the beans that they're buying. Like, I don't think enough Me people too. are prepared for bean cooking. <laughs> for bean cooking. I I agree. I agree. I have a lot of beans, let me tell you, from, like, you know, yeah, previous so grocery trips. what's your game trips. plan? 
Well, this is the thing. I have them from pri- prior grocery shopping trips when I thought I should buy all these beans for something or the other and I didn't end up using them. So I don't quite have a game plan for this, but I think a lot of people will find themselves in this situation. I definitely think that just like the level of stress is, is so intense right now because there really aren't all that many things that you can do individually other than, you know, isolating and, and not being around other people, you know, making sure you have the essentials and medicine and trying to do what you can. But I think it's just really hard when people feel like there's not all that much more beyond washing your hands and doing all of those sorts of things that you can actually do. It's just kind of like watching this slow moving disaster. Yeah, it's, it's like you're really not in control of anything. And I think that that's definitely exacerbate some of the stress that people are feeling because people like feeling like they're in control which is probably which explains kind of some of the hoarding behaviors like the toilet paper craze it might not always be rational but they're like okay well i'm doing i'm doing something even if what they're doing isn't actually productive people just want to feel like they're doing something and because there's literally nothing they can do the stress just becomes even worse and i think you're also trying to balance wanting to and i know at least for myself I want to still try and support some of these small businesses that are really struggling right now and are not able to keep their doors open. But then, you know, you worry about going out in public or you worry that if you get food from a restaurant that you're putting yourself um, at risk or other people at risk. And so I think it's it's difficult to balance those two things. Yeah, so I am really curious to hear about how both of you are dealing with your the stress that seems to be hitting all of us at the moment. But I think we should start with addressing some of the common sort of misconceptions around stress and anxiety, because I feel like they're two different concepts, but I hear people use them interchangeably. Um, According to the American Psychological Associations, both stress and anxiety are emotional response. The difference is that stress is typically caused by an external trigger, like this virus that we're experiencing now. And typically when that trigger subsides or goes away, the stress tends to also wither down with that external event going away. But anxiety is, tends to be defined by, you know, I think the exact definition is persistent excessive worries that don't go away even in the absence of stresses. But the hard thing about it is the physical symptoms are quite similar. You know, you're irritable, you're angry, you feel tired, you have muscle pain, sometimes digestive issues and difficulty sleeping. And I think that in these times where stress is in such a high level, sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between, okay, are you just having a stressful reaction to this event? Or is there actually like some deeper anxiety going on that you might need? different coping mechanism. I'm kind of curious, what are some of the thoughts that you guys have around the difference between stress and anxiety and sort of the misconceptions that you feel like you are seeing, especially now? I feel like this is actually, I mean, on the whole, I think it's a good thing that we talk about anxiety issues more and talk about the effects of stress. But I also think as a result of that, there's just been this overuse of the word anxiety um, to kind of be this umbrella term for a lot of different feelings. So I feel like that's always, or that has been the case now for a few years as we've started talking about mental health more. And sometimes it's just not the right word to use. Sometimes you're just responding to an external stressor and it's not really you know, a manifestation of anxiety. But right now, I feel like it's challenging to talk about this because it's this constant stressor on everybody yeah. who's going through this. And so you can't really distinguish between the two feelings right now. 
Yeah, I was going to ask, like, I mean, theoretically, this is an external stressor, right? Yeah. Like a global pandemic qualifies as an external stressor. <laughs> I, I, I would say so, um, yes. But it's also just so ongoing. I mean, I think it's just the amount of energy this has taken and like the amount of time and hours I think we've all spent thinking about this and, you know, I mean, the world, frankly, felt stressful even before this, like, you know, with the election coming up and various other things, I think it, it was kind of a high stress time anyway, in terms of external factors. And now this is just like kind of yet another intense level that we're just glo- dealing with on a global level. You know, it's interesting because stress by itself isn't actually inherently bad. Um, I'm sure you guys have come across the research where you need a certain level of stress to sort of perform, because if you're just too relaxed, then, you know, you're not you're more likely to sort of not get anything done and if you can think about the time when you have been successful probably there's some sort of level of stress involved but we're just like way past a point when it's productive right and now it's kind of like okay how do we say productive because we're so past that point yeah and and I think we're juggling a lot of different stresses that are rather a lot of different things that are kind of pulling at your productivity right so it's not just the fact that we're in the midst of a global pandemic, but that as a result, we're working from home and you're trying to figure out this new working environment. So yeah, I think it's it's difficult because you're totally right that I think it helps to have deadlines, for example, as something of a stressor to make sure you get things done. <laughs> but I yes. think it can be challenging um, when you have all of those existing stressors, if we want to call it that, and also this huge thing that we're all dealing with. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back a little bit to, Julie, what you were saying around people feeling like they can't control a lot of things, because I feel like that's also a misconception around dealing with stress that I see a lot, is the advice really, really centers around like, oh, well, maybe think about what you can do. And I feel like sometimes it could be counterproductive, because if you're a control freak, which like I feel like because we're all type A people, to an extent, we are all probably like controlling our environments. We don't get taught about accepting things we can't control. And I feel like the focus on, oh, think about what you can do. Sometimes I find it that it's not helpful because maybe the thing that I really need to do is just accept that there's literally nothing I can do right now. And that's fine. But the advice of like, think about what you can do sometimes sort of makes, overrides the importance of just Mm -hmm. doing nothing. I mean, I think it can be like a tricky balance to reach. I know that like for me personally, I definitely feel better like having more information and like being as informed as possible about a topic because that then means, you know, that there are certain actions I can take theoretically, but it's only to a certain extent, right? Like obviously none of us are going to individually control this global pandemic <laughs> as no. much as we might like to. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do think there's like a certain point at which other coping mechanisms are super important and figuring out ways to kind of control the things in your life that, you know, might have to do with your daily routine or like, you know, how you're in touch with your friends and family or other things like that might be like a better place for your energy to go Yeah. rather than, you know, trying to just like, continually obsess over like certain external forces since you mentioned coping mechanism i'm curious how have you guys managed to cope with stress and anxiety in the midst of a global pandemic um tiktok (laughs) has been incredibly helpful do you mean that you have do you consume tiktok or have you started making tiktok videos I have not yet gotten there. However, <laughs> it's week I'm one. thinking about it. Yes, 
It is week one. Check and back with us week two. Exactly. <laughs> we might have gotten it off the ground by then. Um, but in all honesty, a lot of people are turning to TikTok, um, in, oh, like creating content on TikTok uh, in this time. And it's, you know, no coincidence because people are trapped at home. And I think it's a good stress relief. But I've mostly been consuming it. Uh, some of it is coronavirus related content. Um, but you know, it being TikTok, there's all sorts of random stuff on there. And it's just, it's very calming. And, you know, it's so easy. The interface, you know, you just keep scrolling and it's all just forever. really, yeah, you can scroll forever. And it's, it's all very positive content. I feel like even the stuff that is about coronavirus still feels for the most part, like, you know, we're all dealing with this together and people are trying to find some humor in, you know, whatever small ways that they can. So that's been a great coping mechanism for me. Interesting. I have not tried TikTok, but I'm too scared because it seems like it's addictive. (laughs) It is. I mean, because of the scrolling. (laughs) I think there's something that's nice about just like you're kind of like dropped into these different environments, you know, like people you would never interact with normally. You know, a lot of them are like Gen Z, you know, high school, college students or whatever. And it's just like kind of nice to see that, like, even though everyone's in very different circumstances, like everyone is trying to sort of deal with it in some way or the other. Like, you don't know what you're going to see exactly, but it's just, like, everyone is doing sort of what they need to do. And you see, like, celebrities doing things that, you know, teenagers are doing. Or you sort of see how, like, this is affecting everybody in some way. And I think there's some small comfort you can take in that. What are you doing with your routines? Are you keeping a routine? pretty much just watching TikTok. (laughs) That's pretty much not. Look, I wake up, I watch TikTok, (laughs) I go to sleep. I would say that one thing I've been doing that's been really helpful is just, like, connecting with a lot of friends. It's it's been kind of, like, funny that I've had so many more, like, catch-up phone calls with friends in the past week than I've had in, like, the past couple of months. Because suddenly everyone's schedule is, like, very clear. It's just really been nice to kind of check in and see how people are doing. It helps you feel more connected. So I've been trying to kind of sprinkle those throughout my day. Yeah, no, I've definitely been talking to a lot more people. I feel like over the weekend, especially, I had like a marathon session where (laughs) I FaceTimed with a lot of people, but also just reviving old group threads or talking to friends that you don't necessarily connect with as often uh, has been really great. And I may or may not be sharing memes and TikTok videos when I do connect with my friends. But it's been it's been nice to have time and space for that. And I also have just been trying to read more and I've ordered some books that I was supposed to pick up today and did not because I did not make time in my day to go take a walk. But I will be doing that. (laughs) Speaking of like taking walks, I think has been really good just to kind of get out and get some fresh air. It's been really nice. Yeah, I think there's research that shows that you know, you spending time in nature definitely decreases your stress. Or even, apparently, if you just surround yourself with plants, because uh, let's face it, in New York City, it's really hard to f- actually find a green place. So outside usually forces you to come into contact with, you know, trees. <laughs> so I've yeah. heard that that, help, that helps a lot. Yeah, I, um, when, because I know that we were going to be in self-quarantine for two weeks, I specifically, we specifically got an apartment with a sea view so that we can go out in the balcony and pretend nice. like we're not cramped inside. I mean, I will admit when I go outside, I feel anxious, but uh, it is also, it is really nice. I, I think you just, I just have to like remind myself that it's fine to walk outside as long as I'm being careful and responsible. So yeah, I've been trying trying to do that as much as I can every day. 
This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. Another thing I found, or for me, although this probably wouldn't surprise anyone that knows me, um, the, the, this, the thing that has kept me sane is like just moving. So I have a lot of apps for home workouts and I bought some resistance. I luckily bought some resistance bands like two weeks ago. That to me just makes me feel like I'm not sort of cooped up because I feel like the stress I get from being cooped up at home is when I don't move. Because it's so easy to just, you know, stay on your couch or stay on your workspace and then not move until you go to bed. I don't know what it yeah. is about being inside. But that to me has, forcing myself to sweat in the morning has helped. Cause, and it also allows me to forget things for about 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah, no, that that has definitely been tricky. I've, I've probably slacked Julia multiple times saying that I feel like my body is atrophying. But yes. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feeling of like, oh, I just get up and I go and sit on the couch or sit at my dining table um, and start working. And that's that's that. Th- yeah, that's definitely a weird feeling. And I might resort to running up and down the stairs in my building. And I haven't yet figured out that that's actually something I'm still working on. I need to figure out some sort of a workout routine or start doing dance routines or something or the other um, at home because I, I feel very antsy. And I think that's something that I, I could do. I definitely have been doing yoga and kind of going on walks and trying to just break up the day. I feel like we normally have so many things like in our day that just like sort of break, break up the work time. And it's, you're right. It's just like so tempting when you get up and you log onto your computer and then you like look down and it's like, oh, I've been sitting here for five hours and I have not moved at all. And it's like, you're still in your pajamas. You haven't had a shower or had anything to eat. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, on Instagram, I've seen a lot of sort of fitness people have like live workouts i'm seeing that that's a thing i have struggled working out at home as well but i feel like seeing other people do it makes it easier seeing people do it on instagram and other social media i think has has been helpful so i just need to actually carve out the time to do it in the middle of the day even or, which i think is something like that's harder to wrap your head around yeah when i was working remotely it took me a while to give myself permission to schedule my day however i wanted it to i still felt guilty right. If I like didn't start, if I wasn't logged on by 10 a.m. or 9.30 and I was like, wait, <laughs> why does this matter? <laughs> it feels like cutting class or something. I know, like it's like- <laughs> I know. I think another thing that has helped as well is, and this might seem sort of counterintuitive, but not fighting that I'm stressed. Because you know when you kind of try not to be stressed, you just end up being even more stressed. I don't know. One of the things that I've really learned to do is just to try and acknowledge how I'm feeling without necessarily letting it rule my head. So like, okay, I'm feeling anxious because of these things. And I find that surprisingly when I do that, it passes through rather than when I try my hardest to stop it, then it just makes it worse. I feel like that's a really important thing. I mean, obviously we're all dealing with kind of unprecedented levels of stress. And I think it's sort of a fine balance between having to, like in some ways it's like, oh, now's a good time to set some goals for myself and like figure out ways in which I'm going to keep myself engaged and, you know, break up the day and maybe, you know, read more, accomplish some other goals, do more yoga, something like that. But then I think it's also important to recognize that like in this type of stressful long-term environment, it's okay to not always be productive. Yes. Um, And it's fine to kind of give yourself some permission just to be, you know, a person who has feelings about what's happening 
but it's also sometimes okay to be like, no, these are things that I'm going to accomplish in this extra time that I have. And just kind of taking it, you know, hour by hour, like making choices based on how you're feeling at, at the time is okay. Yeah, like, sometimes it's fine to spend most of your weekend watching Love is Blind and, th- you know, oh hypothetically God. That speaking. That is another thing I have not started and I'm very scared to start because it seems to be the trashiest show and everyone seems to be addicted to it. It is such trash. Yeah, it's complete trash, but it's like perfect for the the quarantine period, largely because of the premise of the show, which is that they don't see each other. (laughs) Right, they're quarantined. So it's kind of perfect content for this period. And I'm glad that I didn't watch it until this happened because it's just a perfect fit. I guess Mm -hmm. this is is my self-quarantine plan for the next two weeks because I am looking for new shows you know, in between writing coronavirus articles, I need something mindless. Okay, so I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, stress and anxiety and all the different ways to cope with it and all of the different ways as to why the world is pretty shit right now. But I do think that it's important for our listeners to hear about, you know, some of the things that are hopeful and positive. So I'll start with sharing what I feel like is the silver lining out of this. I think that I am learning how to be comfortable in my own company, which is something that I think a lot of us have trouble with, and also how to be comfortable with boredom, which actually does make us more productive. But again, a lot of us have trouble with because we're in such an age of constant entertainment. So what about you two? Any silver linings that have been quarantined in this global pandemic? TikTok. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep, definitely TikTok. That's, that's my silver line. So what I think opposite of being bored. episode be sure to subscribe to secrets of the most productive people wherever you listen and get your podcasts so what questions do you have about dealing with stress and anxiety let us know by leaving us a voicemail at 201-371-FAST that's 201-371-3278 and we will find an expert to answer your question or you can tweet your question with the hashtag FC most productive. If this episode was helpful, please let us know. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can follow Fast Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Joshua Christensen. 